everybody, it's Tuesday, January 31st, 2023. So the headlines I'm going to be looking into today is 100,000 hens die in Connecticut fire that destroyed one of the largest U.S. egg production facilities. Also, who benefits from the destruction of food production facilities? Well, speculation points to Bill Gates, who has quietly bought thousands of acres of farmland in the U.S., making him the largest farmland owner. Also, it has been uncovered that a secret British army unit was spying on its citizens who questioned COVID mitigation measures like lockdowns. So I'm gonna be talking about these stories and more. A lot more coming up right now. So um, from Fox News, estimated 100,000 hens killed in Connecticut farm fire. Officials say the Connecticut property is owned by Hillendale Farms. An estimated 100,000 hens died in a weekend fire at a Connecticut farm owned by one of the largest egg producers, Connecticut officials confirmed Monday. It is one of several such fires that have killed millions of chickens around the country over the past decade. The blaze Saturday at the Hillendale Farms property in Basra, about 30 miles southeast of Hartford, drew dozens of firefighters from the area and took hours to put out. It, it doesn't... The, the State Department of Agriculture uh, said it appears approximately 100,000 egg-laying hens died. It credited farm employees and emergency responders were preventing more hen deaths. This is one of many such fires, and also it's one of many food-producing disasters and calamities that have happened recently. But Reuters goes on to say that Fact check, food processing plant fires in 2022 are not part of a conspiracy to trigger U.S. food shortages, but they keep happening. Now, egg producing facility fires are not rare necessarily, but the spat of food production facilities that have been destroyed is a cause of concern. Social media users are sharing the claim that there is a planned increase in fires at food processing plants to purposely create food shortages. However, there's no evidence to just support this claim. Uh, examples can be seen here and here, but Charlie Kirk went on to say food processing plants don't just accidentally burn down at this rate, and they certainly don't coincidentally become landing pads for plane crashes at, at, at that rate. They are. Are food supplies under attack in America? The question is by who? And they go on to say food processing plants don't just accidentally burn down. That is the case. There's no such evidence to suggest that any of these fires were premeditated in an effort to create. And then they have to add the caveat in an effort to create food shortages. Fact checker Snopes and logically have debunked the claim. U.S. News and World Report and uh, have also debunked the claim. Likewise, Reuters did not find any evidence that the 2022 incidents were intentionally or planned for the, for the sake of creating food shortages. So they might have been intentional. So they always add a caveat to create a straw man to debunk arguments. And they always, Snopes always does that as well. Or any fact checker will, will add a little caveat in there, which will make it a straw man. So the Western Standard... Um, Pens a story here to destruction of food plants, a global phenomenon, after an exclusive story of how a string of food processing facilities in North America has been destroyed, the Western Standards found that dozens more incidents around the globe. 
Food shortages are growing concern globally and have been exacerbated by a string of fires, plane crashes, and explosions at nearly two dozen food processing facilities across Canada and the U.S., and beyond North American food processing plants, there have been dozens more food processing facilities destroyed in fires and explosions in the recent two years. This is of concern. I don't know if it's just being reported because now it's news, but it certainly seems like these conflagrations are happening all at a, a, a certain point in time that's, that we're already suffering from uh, inflation and soaring food costs and so people speculate, why? So uh, one of the speculations is that they're trying to force us onto uh, created food or synthetic food, which is food that's grown in laboratories such as meat and put us onto soy, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, one of the cheapest forms of protein is indeed eggs. And for most people, it's their only source of protein. This is from Futurism. Bill Gates attempts to explain why he bought more farmland than anyone else in America. His explanation was a little confusing. The story, the guy behind the, uh, he tries to explain, hey, Bill, a Reddit wrote, a Redditor wrote, why are you buying so much farmland? Gates' answer was hard to follow. My investment group chose me to do this. It's not connected to climate. That sounds like a firm answer enough, but when the billionaire appeared to contradict himself, the agriculture sector is important, he continued, with more productive seeds, we can avoid deforestation and help Africa deal with some climate difficulty they already face. Then he doubled down on the climate connection, speculating that whether biofuels could help cut down on engine emissions. It is unclear how cheap biofuels can, can but if they are cheap, it can solve the aviation and truck emissions problems. The takeaway here, unclear, maybe Gates was trying to say the farmland investment was purely financial, but he sees ways that could help the rise of the environment. Well, Bill Gates is kind of a creep wanting to get into everything and into everybody, including uh, genetics and um, vaccines and now farmland. And he did spend a lot of time um, with Jeffrey Epstein, who was also doing his own genetic experiments on uh, procreation, on human procreation, particularly his own. Hey, big spender. Farmer Bill is now the biggest owner of agricultural land in the U.S. Billionaire Gates buys up 240,000 acres across 18 states. The tech mogul, who's the fourth, largest pers- uh, fourth richest person in the world with a net worth of over $121 billion, has quietly built up a massive agricultural portfolio. Why? Bill Gates' purchase of North Dakota farmland has locals livid. And then just recently, uh, from the Bismarck Tribune, Bill aims to loosen North Dakota corporate farm restrictions. Opponents worry about largest corporations. Bill Gates asks why he's buying so much farmland. Here's the answer in a free-for-all AMA. And this is just from the other day. Uh, Microsoft founder and billionaire turned philanthropist Bill Gates recently laid to rest a long-time conspiracy theory that he owns some 80% of U.S. farmland in his 11th appearance in an Ask Me Anything session on Reddit, as we covered earlier. Why are you buying up so much farmland? I less... I own less than one-four thousandth of the farmland in the U.S. I've invested in these farms to make them more productive and to create more jobs. There isn't a grand scheme involved. In fact, all the decisions were made by a professional investment team. While Gates has spent billions investing in farm properties to make them more productive, new companies have innovated a way to retail investors to earn passive income in real estate market. 
et cetera, et cetera. Popular Mechanics, the truth about why Bill Gates keeps buying up so much farmland. Well, it is from Popular Mechanics, so it's unlikely that um, these uh, stories are gonna add much um, insight. He's the largest landowner in the United States. Bill Gates and conspiracy theories go together. Like peanut butter and jelly, the billionaire can't seem to do anything without drawing conspiratorial ire of online netizens. One of the most colorful theories pertains to Gates' strange interest in U.S. agriculture with rumors that the former Microsoft CEO owns upward of 80% of farmland in the United States. Amazing if true, but it's, ext uh, but it's extremely not. And then it goes into the ask me anything. It's all up to speculation, but um, what rich people do is corner the market, especially when creating scarcity. Um, if something is gonna become scarce, well, they want in on it. So if there is a dearth in, let's say, rubber trees, then they're going to buy up a lot of rubber. That's just the way it goes. Or frosts kill or, or limit the harvest of oranges, um, they're going to want to buy up oranges or frozen concentrate. So moving on to the next story uh, from the Daily Mail, Army spied on lockdown critics, skeptics, including Peter Hitchens, who writes for the Daily Mail, suspected they were being watched. A shadowy army unit secretly spied on British citizens who decided to uh, criticize the government's COVID lockdown policies. Military operatives in the UK's Information Warfare Brigade were part of a sinister operation that targeted politicians and high-profile journalists who raised doubts about the official pandemic response. They compiled dossiers on public figures, such as the ex-minister David Davis, who questioned the modeling behind alarming death toll predictions, as well as journalists such as Peter Hitchens and Toby Young. Their dissenting views were then reported back to number 10. Documents obtained by the Civil Liberties Group, Big Brother Watch, is shared exclusively with this newspaper, exposed the work of the government cells, such as the Counter Disinformation Unit based in the Department of Digital, Culture, Media, and Sport, and the Rapid Response Unit in the Cabinet Office. The Exposé, 77th Brigade Exposed, Secret of UK Government Units Spying on Your Speech. And the OP India shadow unit of the UK Army secretly spied on citizens who criticized the government's lockdown policies. During the COVID po uh, pandemic, the UK's Ministry of Defense extensively monitored social media accounts of prominent personalities who were critical of the government's COVID-19 measures reported in the Daily Mail, 77th Brigade. Um, we all know we're all being spied on. It's one of the uh, reasons the internet was invented, matter of fact, and social media was invented and that's why they have Facebook and Twitter. They ask, what's on your mind? What's in your mind? Tell us what you're thinking. And so then it, it's put out into the public or onto the cloud. And then um, obviously these myriad of intelligence agencies can scoop it up um, or at the very least it's put into a dossier and they can look at it later. There's not actually people spying on you. There's AI, they look for flag terms. But once you're under suspicion, they could go back and look at whatever you ever wrote since you were born. This is from Newsmax. Uh, Speaker McCarthy, very concerned about Newsmax drop, warns AT&T. So AT&T and DirecTV, uh, if you didn't know, um, dropped Newsmax. So I have Newsmax on my cable vision. I forget who has that now. I think it's 
Altice, but they were dropped from AT&T, even though they have viewership up in the 26 million, way more than CNN. So that's the question is why would you do, why would you drop an, a popular news program? From Bloomberg, Oban's, or excuse me, Orban's Hungary seen most corrupt in EU overtaking Bulgaria. Uh, this is just more sensationalism and more smear tactics for, we talked a little bit about what happened in the Czech Republic and they're not gonna allow any more populist right-leaning governments to take hold uh, because they're anti-globalist and that's damaging uh, to the global agenda. And it says Hungary has replaced uh, Bulgaria as one of the most corrupt. It's not really, uh, it's not really corrupt. They claim it is <laughs> by uh, Hungary dropped, let's see, uh, by Transparency International. Uh, Hungary dropped four places to 770 in the watchdog's Global Corruption Perceptions Index. The nation led by Prime Minister Viktor Orban in five places below uh, Bulgaria, which is not Bulgaria's. Bulgaria is much more corrupt than Hungary and uh, Ukraine is more corrupt than both of those. They don't, they don't talk about Ukraine. And it even says the government, which last year set up an independent anti-graft authority to address the issues, dismissed the transparency report as politically biased, which it is. The watchdog says the country is now in the state capture phase where authorities are generating graft instead of stopping it. Unlikely. This is another smear piece by Bloomberg, like I said, against any anti-globalist. So we're going to move on. We got a lot of headlines to cover. Uh, moving on here, New York Post, U.S. Air Force General Mike Minahan predicts uh, China war in 2025. That's five years before the start of the New World Order. Four-star uh, Air Force General has told his officers to prepare for war with China within two years, instructing them to drill service members with the full understanding they stating that an unrepentant lethality matters most. He says, I hope I'm wrong, but it's unlikely the way we're going that that's, we're already being weakened in a fourth or fifth generational warfare. Uh, it's part of the culture war, part of the war on, you know, if I wasn't really blaming Bill Gates, I would be blaming the Chinese because um, in a fifth generational warfare, you're trying to undermine your enemy any way you can through culture. They're shipping in the fentanyl. Uh, they're teaching kids to be lazy and unfocused. And they're also striking at our food supply, uh, poisoning, poisoning some and, um, you know, destroying others. Uh, from Reuters, Russia warns United States the end of nuclear arms control may be nigh. Uh, they go on to say in this story by Gal Falconbridge, Guy Falconbridge, history told the United States on Monday that the last remaining pillar of the bilateral nuclear arms control could expire in 2026 without replacement due to what is said by the U.S. efforts to inflict strategic defeat on Moscow in Ukraine which is true. If you don't know anything about the Nuclear Arms Treaty, it's the START Treaty. Both Russia and the United States have vast arsenals of nuclear weapons, which are currently partially limited by the 2011 New START Treaty, which in 2021 was extended until 2026. Um, the West is poking the bear, which shouldn't happen. From the Washington Post, Ukraine intel chief predicted Russia's war. He says Crimea will be retaken. We've had this conversation that if it doesn't uh, that if this attack doesn't happen, we're going to look very good. 
We had specifically said that the 4 a.m. it would start. It sounds really weird. Uh, so he predicted the Russian war. 11 months later, the 37-year-old words carry serious weight with President Zelensky and others in Kiev. In Ukrainian political circles, he is respected one person. And then he goes on to say, Russia would focus on occupying more territory eastern Don. Donetsk and Luhansk regions, a renewed offensive from its forces would be stationed north of Ukraine and Belarus. It's unlikely, he said, and just an attempt to distract and divide the Kiev troops. He said, we must do everything to ensure Crimea returns home by summer. He asked if he thinks Ukrainian troops reaching Crimea, which Russia invaded and annexed illegally. That's debatable. They had a, a vote, so... It is democracy. So you can't, unless you go in there and question the vote, you can't just go ahead and say it's illegal. Could trigger Russian President Vladimir Putin to use, uh, Vladimir Putin to use nuclear weapons. And this guy said, it's not true and Crimea will be returned to us. I'll tell you more. It all started in Crimea in 2014 and it'll end there. It certainly will end there. And my prediction is different. My prediction is exactly the opposite that they'll try to retake Crimea and that will initiate a, a nuclear conflict. Yay. So uh, Bolsonaro is fish, uh, officially in exile, so he can't return to Brazil. He wanted to, but um, the risks are too high. He would be jailed by Lula da Silva, which is what the communists do. They, uh, they attack, and just like Zelensky did, uh, they attack the opposition, put them in jail, and anybody who criticizes the regime gets uh, put in jail or otherwise um, attacked. Again, from the Washington Post, hide your books to avoid felony charges in Florida. Florida uh, schools tell teachers. So basically what this is, I read this whole article, the Washington Post sucks because it doesn't talk about the actual books that are being banned, which are sex sexually explicit. And for younger kids particularly, they just say, oh, we have to wrap books up. We have to hide books from the students. It's so unfair, blah, blah, blah. It's not, why don't you just take the sexually explicit books and books that promote homosexuality, take them out of the library, and then you don't have to worry about covering up your books. And also things that refer to the 1619 Project as somehow fact, which it isn't. Again, for the Washington Post, top Arizona official seeks campaign violation probe of Carrie Lake. They've asked the attorney general to investigate Carrie Lake, the Republican candidate who lost her bid for governor, not true, over potential campaign violations involving the disclosure of voter signatures. So she's winning her argument in court, I'll bet slowly, but she is chipping away. And um, the problem is, is because of that success, uh, they look to destroy you. So they're going to destroy her even more when it comes to this, uh, this gubernatorial race in Arizona, which she won. She was more popular. She definitely was getting more votes. Uh, Katie Hobbs is an idiot, and I don't know how she became governor. And the fact was Katie Hobbs was running the election that she was involved in as a candidate which she should have recused herself, but didn't because she had to run what is seen as the cheat. If she recused herself and there was no anomalies with the voting machines, it, it could have been accepted, even though they have mail-in balloting and uh, ballot harvesting, but it would have seen a lot more, it would have seemed more legitimate if um, there weren't these anomalies and that Katie Hobbs, who was 
a candidate in the election wasn't run in the election. So from uh, the New York Times really quickly, California has more than 100 gun laws. Why don't they, why don't they stop more mass shootings? Uh, because criminals who commit murder don't care about the law. What you need to do is have armed law-abiding people who can assist when law enforcement isn't close by, particularly in rural areas, but also cops are minutes away. It doesn't take long for someone to shoot someone. So an armed society is a polite society, I always say. The state is still reeling from back-to-back attacks that left 19 people dead. The killings have spurred lawmakers to call on more regulations, of course. And that's indeed why the attacks took place. I believe that these two Asian elderly men were sleeper cells, Um, that were sent on a mission probably by the communist Chinese to try to get uh, the firearm ownership by citizens of the country to be made illegal. From the rap, CNN suffered its worst ratings uh, week in nine years. So what um, Chris Licht is doing isn't working. People have just written off CNN as a propaganda network, which it was. You know, once you bathe in shit, it's hard to get clean. All right, so for me, Rudy's Revelation, thanks for watching or listening. Um, Don't forget to follow me on social media, Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, Get Our Minds, and like, subscribe, leave a comment down below, and share. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, stay tuned later for Tuesdays with Perry. We'll be discussing um, some interesting developments in his governor's possible uh, campaign for president or not. Um, But there's some interesting things coming up with his governor and all things Florida, the free state of Florida. So stay tuned for that. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. This is all a conspiracy. You know what that is? A conspiracy there.